It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Reds fans? I'm Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. And here we go. What is happening, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast on this Monday. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Thanks so much for downloading and listening to your only daily podcast for your Cincinnati Reds. Make sure you are subscribed on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher and Himalaya. Also, check us out on social media at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked On Reds. And look up the website at LockedOnReds.com. Also, be sure to remember that you can access the Locked On Reds podcast through your smart device's voice activation function. Just simply say, hey, smart device, play podcast Locked On Reds, and it'll pull right up for you. Don't even have to search through your phone to find it. Man, oh man, I'm telling you what. The Reds are now 1-8. and And it's a little bit of tough pill to swallow if you're just looking at it from that angle. But they're starting to put it together. I know you're tired of hearing this. I know you're tired of hearing that it's early, that there's still time. There is still time. And I'm not going to sit there and say that you shouldn't be worried about this team. You should. The team should have a sense of urgency about them, but it's not time to panic. It's not time to hang it up. It's not time to let it go. The Reds are figuring things out, and when they put it all together, this team is going to be fantastic. I still feel as though they can put it together. They still have plenty of time to do so, but we're going to recap a disappointing road trip to Pittsburgh in which, for the first time in 50 years, the Pittsburgh Pirates sweep a four-game homestand against the Cincinnati Reds. The four-game series was really split into two. The first two games, the Reds didn't hit. They got shut out both games, and they lost by a score of one nothing, and then by a score of two nothing. And then in the second game, the second two games, they decided to hit, but they forgot to pitch. They lost six to five in extra innings on Saturday, and they lost seven to five on Sunday, a game that they tried to claw their way back into, but they really didn't have the opportunities that they did in Saturday's game to take a win off the shelf. But I think that it's the kind of thing that's really being put together here with this team. David Bell is feeling out his guys. And by the way, we're going to get to the fight. Don't worry. I'm not leading I'm not ignoring that for a reason. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But David Bell seems to be the kind of guy who's pulling on every string right now. He's trying to figure it all out. He's trying to work out some different ideas. And then when he gets comfortable, which I think is coming soon, I don't think it's going to take very long. But when that comes soon, this is going to be a well-oiled machine. I'm telling you, get your popcorn ready. Stop worrying. Stop, you know looking for a reason 
I, I'm sick of this. Like, I've seen this on social media. I've seen this in person, people talking to me. Stop looking for a reason to jump off this bandwagon because they're going to give you a reason very soon. There's going to be a stretch where this team is the exact opposite of what they've been right now. Right now, they've been god-awful. Right now, they've been horrible. One in eight is absolutely terrible. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not. One in eight is the kind of thing that really kills a season. But when you flip that, and I'm telling you, there's going to be stretches where they're going 10-1, and 12-2, you know, in these stretches, there's going to be that time when that happens. Just get ready for it. Just get ready for it. That's all i got to say about that. Quick recap of this series. You know, you, you didn't have any wins, obviously, but the bats woke up. Saturday they scored five, Sunday they scored five. We've got homers now from Joey Votto. Scott Shebler looks to be dialing in a bit. Derek Dietrich was just destroying the ball. And like I said, we'll get to the fight here in a minute. But he hit the first ball, his first homer of Sunday. He hit two into the river, just absolutely killed it. And it was my wife who called it. I can't even take credit for this but he looks like the grown-up version of yeah yeah from the sandlot and yeah yeah's up there just dealing just absolutely knocking the cover off the ball in pittsburgh now pitching wise it was a mixed bag you know you had a really good start from sunny gray on friday and then tanner rourke pitched on saturday and he was okay but his outing that was spoiled by the bullpen and spoiled by a very strange sixth inning in which, like I mentioned, David Bell was pulling his strings. He ran out a lot of relievers. And Zach Duke has really been one of the guys to let him down because Zach Duke is kind of being pegged as the loogie on the roster, the guy that he brings in to get out the left-handed hitters. Well, he brought him out twice this weekend. He faced two left-handed batters, and he gave up a hit, and he gave up a walk. And he gave up an earned run, which really the only reason the earned run was charged to him was because Michael Lorenzen came in and gave up an inherited run that didn't get charged to his ERA but got charged to Zach Dukes. But the point is Zach Duke is charged with getting one guy out a game, maybe a couple more after that. But for the most part, they really are looking to use him kind of as a sniper to pick off that left-handed batter, and he hasn't done it yet. Maybe he'll get that together soon. But I say this, very positive feelings from Rysel Iglesias. Rysel Iglesias was asked to pitch three innings on Saturday because of that whole debacle of using, I believe it was four pitchers in the sixth inning. And he pitched really well. Sure, he gave up a couple of tough luck hits, and that's what ended up winning the Pirates the game on Saturday. But his fastball was back to 96-97. His slider was back to being ridiculous. He had guys swinging out of their shoes trying to catch up to things. Like, he's back. I'm not worried about Rice Iglesias anymore. I am a little worried about David Hernandez. David Hernandez was giving up some beach balls on Sunday. He didn't pitch for much of the weekend. He threw six pitches on Friday, didn't pitch Saturday. Sunday he comes in. They ask him to pitch a crucial situation. He gives up a couple of hits, gives up a couple of more runs. Really, that's where the Pirates' lead became insurmountable was when he came into the game. So I definitely am looking for him to get things figured out here soon. 
Going to talk about the brawl and going to look ahead at the Miami Marlins coming up for the Reds. But before that, I just want to remind you about the league-wide Locked On Major League Baseball podcast. I highly recommend you go check that out. Sully Baseball looks at the league in bite-sized samples each and every day. A great podcast to listen to after this one each morning for you to kind of catch up on what's going on around the league. Guys, real fast, I want to take a moment out of today's podcast to plug BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has a special offer for listeners of the Locked On Reds podcast. Just head on over to their website, BlueChew.com, and enter promo code MLB. You'll get a free offer from them. You just pay $5 in shipping. They'll send over a little bit of their product to you at your door. Blue Chew has the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis, and it works very quickly in a chewable form. If you're looking for a performance boost, then look no further than Blue Chew. It is the fast, easy, and cheap way to get that performance boost, and through this special introductory offer, go over to their website, bluechew.com, enter promo code MLB for a free shipment today. You're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Monday, a Monday following a four-game road sweep by the Pittsburgh Pirates, the first time that the Pirates have swept the Reds in Pittsburgh in 50 years. So uh, that was a little bit of a bummer, right? But honestly, Sunday... The loss was overshadowed but by what happened during the game. If you didn't watch the game, the Reds and the Pirates got into another benches clearing, and I don't really want to call it a brawl, like people kind of pushed each other around, although there was that phenomenal picture of Yasiel Puig as Puig pretty much for the entire brawl, was being held back by Joey Votto and by Melky Cabrera from the Pirates. Melky was trying to calm him down. Joey was basically just like, just don't go anywhere. And then Puig got away from Joey, and he tried to run up. He tried to run at the Pirates, and there's this picture. Looks like it's taken from the home base, you know, from the seats behind home plate. And it's him almost going in for a punch, and in front of him is everyone on the Pirates roster. And there's no one behind him from the Reds. The Reds are all kind of coming in from the side like, holy crap, Yasiel Puig showed an amazing support of his teammate because what happened was Derek Dietrich, just in his last at-bat in the second inning, hit a two-run home run into the river behind PNC Park. And when he did that, he saw, he hit it and he admired it a little bit before he started running to first. Well, Chris Archer took uh, a little bit of issue with that. And the next time that Dietrich came up to bat, the very first pitch, Archer tried to throw at him. He tried to throw at him so much that he actually threw behind Dietrich. So he didn't hit him. He threw behind him, and Dietrich kind of looked at him for a minute, but he really didn't get that mad. But the first guy out of the dugout for the Reds was David Bell. 
because the umpire gave Archer a warning and then warned both dugouts. Because the umpire knew what he was doing. He was getting out in front of this. He was saying, all right, no one else is going to throw at anyone else. You know, we're not going to have just a fest where everyone's throwing at everybody. And he gets out in front of it, and David Bell's like, now, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Like, and he gets all mad. He's, he, you know, he kind of looked like he was gesturing maybe that he thought that Archer should have just been tossed from the game. Like, it shouldn't have been a warning. He should have been tossed. Because all Dietrich did was hit a home run and admire it. If you're going to get mad about a dude admiring a ball that you just laid up there for him to hit, don't lay it up there. That's all on you, Chris Archer. I'm not worried about that. I'm not going to get butt hurt about what you think happened because a guy hit a home run. And if things are flipped, you know, if this was, you know, say, pick a random picture on the if, – if Robert Stevenson serves up a softball to Francisco Cervelli and Cervelli looks at it for a minute, hey, that's what he's entitled to do. The man just crushed the ball, just absolutely murdered it. That's what Dietrich did. So don't come at me and tell me that Dietrich deserves to get thrown at because he stared it down. And Dietrich held his composure. Even when the benches cleared, Dietrich was kind of just cool and just laid back, you know. He's like, I'm not going to get in on this fight. Puig really stepped up. You know, Amir Garrett was getting in the faces of some pirates, yelling at him. Uh, there was a couple pirates that were ejected, Keone Kella and Felipe Vasquez, their two best relievers, which... Was kind of hoping that might be an issue in the late end of the game for them. It didn't end up being an issue, so that's what else. And then also David Bell got ejected, and so did Puig. Puig probably going to be facing a suspension because he was legit trying to fight some guys. But I admire it. I love it. I love the fight from this team. And I know that they didn't win the game, right? I know they didn't come out and win the game on Sunday. But this is the kind of thing that's going to galvanize this group of guys. It's going to bring them together. And we're going to start seeing them become the baseball team that we know they can be. And for those of you, and, and, and there's a minority, it's not a bunch of people, but for those of you that are looking at the Reds' 1-8 start and are saying, oh, it's time to fire David Bell. This is obviously not working. We need to move on from David Bell. I present to you Sunday as Exhibit A. He was the first guy out of the bullpen to protect his players. And sure, some of his decisions have not worked out so far. I'm okay with that. You know, he's making decisions. He's making moves. He's not just sitting back and chewing on a toothpick or he's not sitting there staring with this blank stare like he has no clue what's going on. He is on top of things. He's running them. Sure, you know, when you make decisions, you put them out there and sometimes they don't go right, but that's okay. I love David Bell. I think that the Reds are going to be fine, and I think this game is the kind of game that gets them moving on that track. Also, you know, and I tweeted this out, side note, if anyone wants to make me a hashtag free Puig jersey, I don't know how long his suspension is going to be, but I still think it'd be kind of cool. Just a, you know, little plug there. Anyway, I really kind of took up my time that I was going to talk about the Marlins, but we'll talk about the Marlins on today or on tomorrow's podcast, kind of get you ready for the only Reds home series for quite a while. It's probably about two weeks before we'll see them back again after they play the Marlins. But that'll do it for the Monday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. 
on your many podcasting applications, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google, Himalaya, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, it do me a big favor. Drop me a line. Drop me a review there on your podcasting app, especially if you like it. But I also like to improve. Now, if you're going to talk about me being a homer, I don't care. I am a homer. I'm going to be that way all year. I love my team. And I'm not going to say that, you know, everything is all fine and roses when it's all, you know, falling apart. But things aren't falling apart right now. Things are frustrating. And I get that. I'm frustrated too. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everything is just a dumpster fire or anything like that. One in eight sucks. It'll get better. You can trust me on that. Anyway, <laughs> my my end of the show rant there. So, But seriously, do drop me a review. I do read those, and I do try to improve in areas which I can improve. Also, do not forget, and I forgot that I was doing a mail segment. I'm going to do that mail segment on Tuesday. Hit up the Locked On Reds voicemail. It's 513-549-0159. Leave your questions, leave your comments, leave your rants. And I'll see what I can do about getting some of those on the podcast or something like that. And I'm definitely going to answer the questions on tomorrow's mailbag segment. So Tuesday, the episode will look at the Marlins series and then also have a mailbag segment. So definitely check that out. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.